The instructions of Femorg, 59th King of Tassoon, were minutely circumstantial and explicit, and moreover, were not to be disobeyed without the incurring of penalties that would make mere death a pleasant thing. Yanur, Gortara, and Thurlane Ludak, three of the king's hardiest henchmen, riding forth at morn from the palace in Mirab, debated with a thin semblance of jocosity whether, in their case, obedience or disobedience would prove the dire evil. The commission they had just received from Famorg was no less distasteful than singular. They were to visit Cheongaka, the long-forsaken seat of the kings of Tassoon, lying more than ninety miles to the north of Mirab, and descending into the burial vaults beneath the ruined palace, were to find and bring back to Mirab whatever remained of the mummy of King Tenebris, founder of the dynasty to which Famorg belonged. No one had entered Cheongaka for centuries, and the preservation of its dead in the catacombs was uncertain. But even if only the skull of Tenebris was left, or the bone of his little finger, or the dust of mummia into which he had crumbled, the men-at-arms were to fetch it carefully, guarding it like a holy relic. "'Tis an errand for hyenas rather than warriors," grumbled Yanur in his black and spade-shaped beard. "'By the god Yulullan, keeper of the tombs, I deem it an ill thing to disturb the peaceful dead. And truly it is not well for men to enter Cheongaka, where death has made his capital, and has gathered all the ghouls to do him homage. The king should have sent his embalmers, opined Grotara. He was the youngest and hugest of the three, being taller by a full head than Yanur or Thurlane Yudok. And like them, he was a veteran of savage wars and desperate perils. Yea, I said it was an errand for hyenas, rejoined Yanur. But the king knew well that there was no mortal beings in all Mirab, saving ourselves, who would dare to enter the accursed vaults of Cheongaka. Two centuries ago, King Mandus, wishing to retrieve the golden mirror of Queen Avena for his favorite Lehman, commanded two of his bravos to descend within the vaults, where the mummy of Avena sits enthroned in her separate tomb, holding the mirror in her withered hand. And the bravos went to Cheongaka, but they did not return. And King Mandus, being warned by a soothsayer, made no second attempt to procure the mirror, but contented his leman with another gift. Yanner, thy tales would gladden those who wait the scything of the executioner, said Thurlane Ludok, the oldest of the trio, whose brown beard was faded to a hempen hue by desert suns. But I chide thee not. It is common knowledge that the catacombs are ridden with worse hauntings than those of liches or phantoms. 
Strange devils came there long ago from the mad unholy desert of Bloth. And I have heard it told that the kings forsook Cheangaka because of certain shadows that appeared at full noon in the palace halls with no visible form to cast them and would not depart thereafter, being changeless amid all the changings of the light and wholly undimmed by the exorcisms of priests and sorcerers. Men say that the flesh of any who dared to touch the shadows or to tread upon them became black and putrid like the flesh of month-old corpses, all in a mere instant. Because of such testing, when one of the shadows came and sat upon his throne, the right hand of King Agmenai rotted to the wrist and fell away like the slothing of a leper.